A reminder to join Scotty and Hans Friday from noon to 3 at the Mountainland Valley View Pro-Am at Valley View Golf Course, 2501 East Gentile Street in Layton. See Utah's best pros in action by joining Scotty and Hans Friday from noon to 3 at Valley View Golf Course. And speaking of hands, he joins us right now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Hands, good morning. Ooh, it is a good morning. Anytime you wake up with actual notes from practice observation, it's a good morning. So what would you see at Utah? Well, a whole <laughs> lot of fence, some blue sky. <laughs> Not much. It's actually, PK, it's kind of depressing because over the last five years, maybe six, uh, I've opened up um, camp with going to the University of Utah and observing their practice. Oh, yeah. It just seems to be, you know, they've been a little bit better team and, you know, you get out there and, and try to observe, see what's going on there. And for them to close it, it really takes a lot of my ability to get out there and put my eyes on some of these athletes away. And so I went and opened up camp with BYU and, and actually really enjoyed it. Loved being out there and putting my eyes on Zach Wilson and put my eyes on some of these running backs and starting to address some of the questions of a wide receiver and those types of things. So it was actually nice. It was it was nice to get over to BYU and see those guys. Kyle taunted us at the start yesterday when he came over for his media session. He said, uh, "So, what you guys observe?" That's how he started. No, he didn't. He did. He did. <laughs> well, he's a he's a funny guy. That guy. That's, that's a big ball of laughs right there. Yeah, I gave him a look, and I said, don't you even approach that subject again, or you and I are going to have a problem, and then he knew to back down. <laughs> you should have said something like, how's your, how's your anxiety? How's, uh, how is it covering up everything? Well, I what, thought, what, what, what are you hiding? I thought about saying, I thought the players looked good, the coaching sucked, but I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think that they're... There's a couple of things that they probably want to keep under wraps. Um, I'm sure Ludwig's offense. Uh, I'm sure uh, Zach Moss's health um, and and his recovery. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure there are plenty of things that they're trying to keep under wraps. Okay, with Zach, even if practice were open, I mean they're not going to let him get hit. How much are you really going to see? I mean maybe Britain. You know, and the lid, you know, planting and cutting off the leg. Because even in non-contact work, you can kind of observe yeah. how guys are, you know, planting and cutting and how hard they're running. Well, you could actually see a lot, DJ. I think um, when you take into account the amount of throws that he puts on a field, then you can start to judge the actual strength of the shoulder. And the observation period that we had, he really sat out, didn't throw much. In fact, uh, I maybe two, maybe four throws, uh, and they were all flat throws. I, I did have eyes on the field during other portions of the practice, and he was throwing, and he was throwing hard, and he was throwing good routes. So um, I do know that he was actively throwing with that shoulder in practice, but our observation period, it just they backed way off of it and probably don't want to fatigue it. There's 
a few reasons for that. And, and so, DJ, I think the answer to that is you, you can read a lot coming back from a shoulder injury as a quarterback by just the amount of reps that a guy takes. Um, with that being said, when you back off towards the back end of practice, I, I think that that's a quarterback and, and a coach being smart because you come back from a surgically repaired shoulder and you throw and you throw and you throw and it fatigues the stabilizing muscles and it fatigues the tendons and, and it fatigues that joint. And it might not be the same tendon or the same uh, uh, muscle or the same dislocation that it was that injured it before. But because you've been working so many different muscles to get back and ready, it could be something else. Something else fatigues and something else gives. So I was actually, right when you guys called, um, right as you guys called, I was uh, putting together a tweet about Zach Wilson. I said, Zach Wilson says he's ready. Kalani Sataki says he's ready. Now they both need to make sure that shoulder is ready. And that takes, a, that takes a lot of patience and intelligence because guys can get out there and overwork surgically repaired joints and they could break real quick. So when I look at this offense for the Cougars, I see a lot of guys, but I want to see some playmakers. I can go with Bushman at tight end, I'll give you that. But I see potential, but I don't know that I can count on running back, whether it's one or two, receivers, yeah. whether it's one or two, to really step out and break away from the pack and be significant playmakers. So with that in mind, what do you see? Well, I think your observations are are, are pretty solid, PK. Um, I've got the same questions, and I'm not going to tell you guys who will. I'm telling you guys that have the potential and that possibly can, and that BYU absolutely needs to break out. And number one in my mind is going to Romney. We kind of know what a Levy Hifo is, and I think that Hifo's got limitations. I think we've seen what he can do. Really solid in possession, really solid in underneath stuff, and that's just, that's just what he is. And I don't think he's going to change his game, but I think he's going to be a very usable piece. Gunnar Romney needs to explode into that big-time recruit that he was. You know, you guys remember last year, you got a walk-on freshman, and Dax Moon kind of jumps on the scene, and you're seeing him targeted in his usage, and you're thinking, wait a second, what, what's going on here? Gunnar, and, and I had an opportunity to, um, after well after practice, uh, I was back in in the, the old facilities and he walked in and I said, Hey, and I got to kind of do a face to face. And I realized how tall the kid is, how, how lean the kid is. And I thought, wait a second, this is a kid that could, he could stretch. If he's got the speed, he could stretch. Um, so that's, that's what I need to see from Gunner. Um, the other guy that I was thinking of is Micah Simon. Now I think we know what Micah Simon is. And I think that his, his brain got in the way last year of him having the production he needed to have. Micah needs to erase all that and just come back and have a fantastic year. The other, the other two that I believe can develop and be a playmaker. I think that Lopini Katoa is in a whole new world of fight and motivation. 
because of Asupa and Williams arriving on campus. Uh, Katoa hasn't really had those beasts in front of him. Squally wasn't a beast. Squally, really, they were wanting somebody to take that job from Squally. Like, somebody please be better than this. It, Squally was what Squally was. And, I, and I'm, I hope that doesn't come across as attack. This is just real talk with, with football. Like, he just wasn't good enough. They needed somebody better, and they wanted somebody to come forward and take it. And the competition, the battle just wasn't enough. I think that Lopini Couture is going to be pushed by Tyson Williams and Asupa. Tyson Williams passes the eyeball test and, and is an absolute monster. I still think Lopini Couture is a better athlete and running back. But we'll see who surfaces there. And I'm hoping, PK, that that three-man fight pushes one of those into a, a really nice playmaker. Um, so those are some of the names that I'm hoping to see surface as a playmaker. So defensively, who is the playmaker? Because it looks like they got a lot of pieces of the puzzle, better depth and experience and better top-end talent, but a really dynamic guy who has to be double-teamed and makes the game easier for everybody else. Who might yeah. that be? Well, I think it's going to be Zane Anderson. And PK, you can remember, and then DJ, you can remember at the start of last year before he got injured, he is he can he can cover lateral ground like you wouldn't believe. Like he's really got a sharp step. I think he's got a great eye, a great nose for football. Uh, I had a conversation with both him and Austin Lee yesterday. Uh, I did a it was just a dual conversation, so I had both of them and and the three of us just sat down and talked for about seven minutes as two seniors that are that have it all on the line. Zane Anderson with a, kind of another chance at football and Austin Lee needing to close the, close his B, BYU career out with a, a great year. So we'll play that conversation today on the show. He was they're, – they're both great men, like really great men and and you could tell that they're both uh they're cut from the micah hanneman cloth if, if you guys remember micah really well just no nonsense um gonna get it done great athletes uh really tough kind of guy so i would say zane anderson probably number one i would say austin lee number two and i would say isaiah kafusi Kairos Tonga and Devin Kofusi kind of sit in that group right behind them. Uh, I'm hoping that Kairos can be a big playmaker. I know he'll be a good defense, great defensive lineman. I want him to be a big playmaker, DJ, like you were talking about. In terms of hands getting Jaron Hall out on the field, where he looks like he's a tremendous athlete himself, what do you think of the possibilities? Man, PK, that's the that's the hundred million dollar question. I. I remember going into, was it two years ago, where you had Huntley and mm, who was the other quarterback coming back as a senior? You had a, you had a freshman senior situation. Oh, Troy Williams? Troy Williams. And I remember that it was really Troy Williams' job. It really was. It was his job to lose. And that's back in the good old days when we could go observe camp. <laughs> And within a week and a half, it, it it really became apparent to me that Tyler Huntley was the alpha, that he was the dog. He wanted it more. He was 
slightly better, more athletic. And it's funny, um, I just retweeted a quote from Herm Edwards on this. Did you see this? He no. was asked about his preference on oh, playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You better be ahead because if you're even. If you're even, go with the young guy. Yeah. Yeah, so his quote is, uh, and, and this is in regards to playing younger guys if a position battle is close. He said, if you're a junior or senior and a freshman comes in here and in 20 practices it's even, somebody's got the problem and it ain't the freshman. Um. That that says that says a lot. And what I saw was Huntley make these strides, and I was able to make the call on who was going to start. Jaron Hall is chomping. He is he is wound up tight. <laughs> he is uh, you know when you meet him or you watch him in the huddle or you watch him with the guys, it, it's just this straight lace clenched jaw. Um, I'm, I don't have time for this kind of attitude. Like, let's just go. But so uh, I almost, I almost feel more energy that comes from Jaron, but Zach Wilson has this charisma that's unmatched. Like, I, I don't know if I've been around a kid that's got more charisma ever. He's just extremely charismatic. He draws you in. He makes you believe. So, PK, we just we've got to stand back. I'm I'm not ready to just say, oh no, this is it's said and done. I actually think it's not said and done. I think that there's a lot of work to do here because I've got that much belief in Jared. We got a poll question up. It's on my Twitter feed at David DJ James. <laughs> and I think we all know how you're gonna vote. But just in case, uh, you'd fans, what are you worried about? Offensive line, linebacker, place kicking. Or nothing. Hello, Pasadena. Oh, offensive line, linebacker, or place kicking. Or nothing. Hello, Pasadena. This is a complete team. Done deal. Rose Bowl. See ya. Pac-12 champs. Well, I, I, know, I know the four of us, and I'll include Hatch back there. I know the four of us, we don't live like that. We don't live the. There's nothing wrong, and let's just go. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's never been the world I live in. I, I would say that all three of those are a question mark and have some potential pitfalls, especially with depth. I would say the one that's most dire is probably offensive line. I think you can cover up a lot of things with your defensive backfield and your defensive line, and you just need a really good, smart, physical body in that linebacking role. And I think Devin Lloyd can do that, and I think Francis Bernard's going to be fine. So I'd say offensive line is probably the biggest question mark and my biggest concern. Place kicking, I don't know. Go for it on fourth and six when you're in your when you're on their twenty. Like I don't, I don't know. Place kicking, and I'll figure that garbage out. But offensive line, it is a question mark. But I'm being told, DJ, that that there are seven guys on that roster at offensive line that they believe in. Now, and that's off the record. That's in a that's in a, a friendly banter conversation. That isn't in a, a media sense. That's in a in a sense of I've got one guy in, in particular that's told me there are seven guys on this roster that can play football at the offensive line. It's just a matter of getting them 
getting them in Ludwig's system and getting them to understand. So I'll, I'll watch that play out. I won't believe it until I see it. Speaking of won't believe it till I see it, are we going to see that big of a difference from Ludwig to the rest of the guys? Because you look at the circumstances now of all the years where they pull in the reins, given the fact of the defense and what's at stake, this might be the the best year to do it. Yeah, it really could be the best year. Oh, that's such a good question, PK. You know, it's. I don't know if it's been exhausting for you, like it's been exhausting for me. It, it just feels like we're doing this every yeah. year, trying to project and trying to, and almost trying to be positive about it. Like I think all of us give Utah the benefit of doubt, saying, "Well, you know, this guy has this resume, Dave Christensen, blah blah blah, <laughs> Missouri, and this and that, blah blah blah," and. You know, you you really do try to build this nice picture. Ludwig, we can do that with Ludwig. We we can. We can build all the nice pictures. They've been together. Kyle knows what to expect. And he knows what to expect from Kyle. And all of us know what to expect from an offensive coordinator working with Kyle Whittingham. Like, we just know that there's an iron fist and I, Kyle shouldn't be ashamed of that, and I don't think people should be upset with that. Like, you need your head coach to have expectations. Kyle runs a certain brand, and he wants that. Well, Ludwig knows what to expect there, so I think that's good. I, I love what he did to Brian Johnson in that senior year. Uh, I thought that his usage was brilliant, and it built Brian into a great playmaker and, uh, and, and a fantastic drive quarterback. So... Everything points to Ludwig having all the qualities that can bring this offense together, circle the wagons, bring down the anxiety. Everybody's looking at him like, okay, he's been there. He's done it. He's had an undefeated season with this Utah team. He knows how to do it in crunch times. He knows how to be conservative, and he knows how to go for it. So everything points to it looking good, PK, but everything pointed to things looking good for Dave Christensen at times. Everything pointed really good at when Jim Harding and and Aaron Roderick were co-coordinators. You know, Roderick, I think Roderick's, uh, I want to say Roderick's Whittingham's most winning coordinator, whether whether it was co-coordinator or otherwise, I think Roderick has the most wins uh, as a coordinator. So, you know, I remember the co-coordinating situation, I'm like, ooh, this could be really good. Well, I'll tell you, this could be really good. It could, but but we may still find problems with it somehow. Well, I get the whole positivity thing. I mean, they've won nine or ten games for the last five seasons, so that leads to some of the positivity. The problem is no matter how many you win, there's always another big game out there that you want to win because you want one more, and that's where the offensive failures tend to bite them. And that always comes back to, well, how did the offense play? Because right. it, uh, you know, the majority of those nine wins really feels like it goes to the defense. Even though, man, we've seen a lot of offensive linemen drafted out of that organization. Yeah. It's big. just year after year they've got offensive linemen pouring out of there into the NFL. So, no, I I, I agree with that, DJ. There's there's reason for optimism because Kyle Whittingham does win. All right, Hans, we'll let you go. Next time we talk to you, the Aggies camp, uh, we'll have to get your uh, lowdown on how they're going to replace nine guys on offense. That seems like a lot of guys to do that all at once, but we'll talk about that another time. Thanks, Hans. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, DJ. Thanks, PK. Okay.
Hans Olsen, you're up today, noon to three, with Scotty G right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, what do you know about BYU football? Anything. BYU edition of known it since birth. Sports Jeopardy. My whole life. Our defending champ, Jake. Can the challenger, Brian, beat him? And it is streak. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Linebacker Manny Bowen has officially left the Utah football program. Kyle Whittingham says Bowen will pursue a business opportunity he felt was too good to pass up. Whittingham said the goal and objective is to have Britton Covey back in time for the BYU game, but they're giving him limited reps in fall camp. BYU quarterback Zach Wilson declared his surgically repaired throwing shoulder is solid and he'd be able to play if the Utah game was happening this week. Kalani Sataki announced that Cougar junior wide receiver Neil Pau will redshirt this season after his DUI arrest in June. Major League Baseball trade deadline. Flurry of deals, the big one. The Arizona Diamondbacks send their ace Zach Greinke to Houston in exchange for four prospects. Houston now co-favorites with the Dodgers to win the World Series in Las Vegas sportsbooks. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Zero Res. It's National Carpet Cleaning Month, and the best way to celebrate is with a free room cleaned by Zero Res. Call today, pages $33 per room cleaned, and your fourth room will be free. Call Zero Res for details at 801-288-9376. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Think you know sports? All right, smart guy. Time to put that knowledge to the test. It's time for another edition of Sports Jeopardy with DJ and PK on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Today we have a BYU edition of Sports Jeopardy. Our defending champ is Jake. Jake, good morning. Morning, boys. And our challenger is Brian. Brian... You ready, to Good take down, you ready to take down Jake? He's been a beast let's, here. Let's do it. All right. Brian, are you a uh, Cougar fan or a Ute fan? Ute. Oh, it's going to be a little, a little tougher for you then. All right. All right, Jake, here you go. Question one. He is the only BYU quarterback to throw for more than 600 yards in a football game. Five, four, three, two, one. Who is John Walsh? 619 yards versus Utah State in 93, and they lost. Who's that? Who's Taysom Hill? No. All right. Brian, our challenger. Brian, he is the only BYU quarterback to finish second in the Heisman Trophy balloting. Five, four, three, two, one. Who is Steve Young? There it is. Who is Bob Jensen? (laughs) <laughs> Keep him coming, PK. That's a good poll. Right back to Jake. Jake, these three NFL coaches either played or played for or coached for Lavelle Edwards. Five, four, three, two, one. Andy Reid, Brian Billick, 
and dang it, you had to pull that one on me, didn't you? Mm. All right, a chance to steal for our challenger, Brian, to take a 2-1 lead. Brian, these three NFL coaches either played for or coached for Lavelle Edwards. Five, four, three, Who is Andy Reid? One. Brian Billick. And... George Hallis. No, not George Hallis. That was good. <laughs> Tom Landry. Or Mike Dicka, or Jimmy Johnson, Don Shula. <laughs> Come on, Mike Holmgren. Mike Holmgren oh, wow. was a missing one. That's all, Mike Holmgren. Yeah. All right, Brian. Question four: BYU's had 141 players drafted, and this fifth round pick played with six teams over 18 years, the longest NFL career ever for any Cougar. Five, four, three, two, one. Who is Jason Buck? No. Nope. All right. Here's where you shine, Jake. Is... Uh, Lee Johnson. Yes. Boom! Yes. And a two-to-one lead. And question five. Does Lee Johnson seem to be everywhere, too? A little bit. Like, everywhere you go, He's Lee awesome. Johnson's there. The barefoot kicker. I run into him quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him yesterday. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> well, he's in the fundraiser for Oh, BYU yeah, so of course he was out there at practice, right? All right, this is your chance, Jake, to slam the door. The 3-1 win, the fifth question. This Cougar recorded six sacks in the Cotton Bowl to break the record of four held by three players, including Kyle Whittingham. Five, four, three. Two, one. Oh, I want to say Rocky Beagle, but dang it, that's a good one. Oh, Shane Muirbrook. That's who it was. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you really need PK and I here? Could you just come on, have a conversation with yourself, and call it good? Yeah, you're gonna allow that. I can do that. Yeah. All right, Brian. Excellent effort by you. Sorry about that, but Jake has done it again. He has won again, three to one. There it is. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. There it is. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Brian. Jake, we will talk to you again next week. Jake is dominating. Shane Mirbrook. I wouldn't have gotten that. Six sacks in the Cotton Bowl. I wouldn't have gotten that at all. I would have gone, uh, who is uh, John Denny? Who is Leon White? Who is... Uh, shell. I had a couple tiebreaker questions. You know how many first round draft picks BYU's had? What is forty seven? Eleven. <laughs> do you know who the do you know who the most recent first round pick was? Most recent first round pick who is John Tate? Ziggy. Oh, he doesn't count. BYU player. How does he not count? Pick. <laughs> Come on, he, he, they didn't recruit him. He just stumbled upon him. Still a first round pick. It doesn't count. <laughs> okay. You know, you're going to claim him, are you? Did you know Steve Young had been second in the Heisman balloting? I did not know that. Something I stumbled across looking for questions. Uh, probably. I knew they had a bunch of guys close, and it turned out there's like five times a guy's come in third. Yes, but only one. I thought that Detmer was the culmination Mm -hmm. of his forefather quarterbacks. You needed those guys to each individually set the table to get where Detmer was, because at that point it became so overwhelming where you couldn't ignore it. 
and so he was able to cash in. I mean, through his own ability for sure, but also the fact that they had developed that factory there that they talk about, and it is. And I've said this many times, not growing up in Utah, never living in Utah until I actually moved here, I could tell you who the quarterback was at BYU most times, most years, because it was just, that's, you know, who was the running back at SC for all those years, you know what I mean? That it was a big-time player who was usually in the Heisman contention. Now it's, you know, who is... Who's Lawrence and who's uh, Tui Tagaloa? Because it's shifted. But back then, even though I didn't really, I wasn't following BYU day to day, you certainly knew who their quarterback was. And by the time Demmer got there, you know, you had a slew of them. Yeah, Jim McMahon uh, was third in the balloting. Demmer was actually third one year. And Bosco was third twice. So I don't remember who the other one was, but. Anyway, there you go. All right, Sports Jeopardy Tuesdays and Thursdays. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to talk with Craig Bolerjack, TV voice really? of the Utah Jazz, 9 huh. o'clock. Yes. I wonder what he has to say. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> Did you talk to him recently? No, I didn't. Okay. No, no, I'm just wondering what he has to say. Well, stick around, PK. Yeah. You'll find out. In That's about, my whole point. In about 20 minutes. What's on his mind? Yeah. What's he thinking? You know, he's a college football guy himself. He can hold a conversation on that, but obviously he does the jazz. Jazz are always in the news, even when they're not in the news. You can still revert back to jazz at any point. There's still something to talk about with the jazz. Always. Well, we'll talk with him coming up in 20 minutes. Uh, we got a poll question up. You can go to Twitter, vote on this. Utah fans, Ute fans, what are you worried about going into this college football season? O-line, linebacker, place kicking, nothing. Hello, Pasadena. For me, I I think I'm worried about, this is very risky here. And I have a lot of concern how it's going to work out. Because it's a bold move. And you're giving up a sure thing, and you're going into something that, can you really say for sure it's going to work out? I don't think you can. So there's a lot of risk involved, and it makes me wonder, is this the right decision? That was kind of vague and nebulous, specifically. What are you talking about? It's fresh as the headlines. Think about it. What's it going to (laughs) be? Don't you find intrigue there? It's controversial. What is? This thing that I'm talking about. <laughs> Which is? You want me to tell you right now? All right, we'll take a break, and then you can tell us on the other Think side. Think about it, man. Right. This is, at least from a curiosity standpoint, I've already gotten a text about it this morning All right, we'll from get, a fan. We'll get to that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. 
as we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on Fox. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Tune into the Tour of Utah podcast on 1280thezone.com. The podcast includes tips for how to train for the summer of cycling and where best to see the Tour of Utah in action. All right, PK, you had some rambling thing that you thought was a huge roll of the dice. It was a gamble. Sure. And none of us know what you're talking about. We don't know what team. We don't know what sport you're talking about. We don't know what college or pro. It's the freshest of today's headlines. What could I possibly be talking about? The Astros trade. No. No, 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 no. I'm talking local. No, 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 no. It's local, man. What are we talking about all day? Stay with the topic. College football. You're the one whose mind is rambling, not mine. I'm on target. Linebacker at the U. They've lost a sure thing. Manny Bowen could play. Yeah. And what is he doing? He's got some kind of business opportunity. That's controversial. That he felt was too good to pass up. You're in your early 20s? And you have a business opportunity to pass up on your last year of college football on a team pick to go to the Rose Bowl? That's not controversial? I would go with weird, odd, unusual. I would Un- go with controversial. Why don't you go with accuracy? Unprecedented. Which makes it controversial. Anything that's unprecedented is controversial. You're just picking words because you don't like that I chose the right word. Probably. Yeah. How else would Possibly. you describe it? Not sure. I when have we it. ever heard this? Never. A, a Never. Kid I, in I, his, I, even at BYU, he would at most be 25, 26. But I don't think Mo, Bowen went on a mission and red-shirted and gray-shirted and blue-shirted and green-shirted and purple-shirted. So here he is not coming back because he's got a great business opportunity? What kind of business opportunity could you possibly have that you don't want to come back and play for the overwhelming favorite? And forget that, that ain't no PK hype right there. Would you like to buy a vacuum? What is it? Guys, get on our app. What is this great business opportunity? You're a businessman, Sniggs. Door-to-door selling encyclopedias I'm not, I'm like a, back in the day. I'm a week-to-week paycheck guy. I'm not a businessman. Before there was a Google machine. I don't have no career. It's just I've just got to show up and hope I can get invited back to show up the next day. This is giant. That's who I am. There's a couple companies in Utah Valley I can think of that would like to talk to him about a business opportunity. What, what business opportunity? This... We're just looking at this and taking it at its face value. I don't take nothing, never at no face value. What the heck? Kyle was asked a follow-up question, and uh, in his answer, went on to say it was a complete surprise. Summer training, everything seemed on track, seemed like everything was great. Morgan said he found out yesterday. Kyle said he found out a couple days ago. I, assume, I was freaking stunned. I assume Kyle took 24 hours before he let the news out to try and talk him out of it. Well, sleep on it. Make sure you're doing the right thing. You know, that kind of talk. 
No, 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 no. Didn't you get know, him. You know what Kyle did? What? This is such a great business opportunity. He said, cut me a slice. <laughs> I'm in for 10%. <laughs> I want in your downline. That's what he I said. I want in your downline. Oh, did you grow up in Utah County? Maybe. Okay. He said that. Though. I want in your downline. Spread the wealth, buddy boy. <laughs> what kind of business opportunity can there be? Aren't you intrigued by this? Mystified. If you will. Perplexed. Yes. Stunned. Amazed. The perplexion of this is crazy. Disbelieving. You could have been a starting linebacker playing in the granddaddy. I mean, you can make money the rest of your life, but you mean you got one shot to play in the granddaddy. And you said, no, thank you, please. Come on, man. That's not a controversial decision? A business opportunity at like 22, 23 years of age? What can that business be? Give us your most creative things. Big 12 stickers to BYU fans? Oh. Creative answer gets you a B's ticket in 2028. You might be singing duets with Marie Osmond and making you really jealous. Duets? Exactly. In a Vegas show. So if... Johnny's had enough, but Maria's looking for another Vegas opportunity. If Marie's a little Manny bit country, Bowen what is Manny in. Bowen? Well, a little bit rock and roll would be an easy transition. But that's, they got a whole bunch of... That's not... That's not seems unlikely, doesn't it? Not the probably genre. Not a, probably not a today. classic rocker. No. But see, if Kyle wanted, wanted in on the down line... He'd demand classic rock because Kyle's very narrow in his music taste. For hip hop, Kyle's out. Narrow. I asked him the other day. I said, uh, "Carrie Underwood's coming. You want to go?" He said, "Who? Come on, man! Business opportunity." Whoever done heard of that? You of all the places, the U of U. You would think it down to be at BYU, wouldn't it? You'd think they'd, ch- they'd pass up a chance to go to Hawaii Bowl because you had a tremendous business opportunity to make some mem- m- money off the Ward uh, stake members. But no, it's Manny Bowen. We hardly knew you, MB. Let's go to the open mic. Yes, yeah, we got it. Yak. Play the darn thing. Come on, Dan. What do you got? PK, once again, DJ is right and you are wrong. How is it? Describe how it's controversial. What is the the controversy about it? It is strange and unprecedented and annoying, but why is it controversial? Thankfully, you ran out of time. Yeah, you can't go 16.2 seconds. So something that is strange and unprecedented is not controversial. Dan, once again, you are a dodo head. (laughs) <laughs> that was just weird. Dodo. How is this not controversial? This defines controversy. Look up controversy in a Webster's and you're going to see a picture of Manny Bowen passing up a chance to go to the granddaddy to go into business. You can work the rest of your life. And you got an opportunity. I'm not criticizing him. He can do whatever he wants. 
That's controversial. I'm saying it's controversial. That was a controversial decision. You're the starting linebacker. And plus, before you've been suspended a couple times, missed out. You already missed out on opportunity to play in in the Rose Bowl with Penn State. You'd think that you got another shot. How many guys get a chance to play in a granddaddy for two different teams and don't do it? I have no idea, but it's got to be a short list. I couldn't give you names. That makes it controversial. So, Danny boy, uh-uh-uh, you wrong, I'm right. And what business opportunity? What would you, if put yourself in the position of a 22, 23-year-old kid, what business opportunity would you take that would cause you to give up your senior year of football? Nothing. You had, and you've, and you've been suspended twice at another hey, big-time football institution, and then you land at another one out west that is probably, I haven't looked at all the votes in all the conferences, but of the Power Five conferences that have divisions, which are them all except for the big Hard uh, to believe there's anything more lopsided than the Pac-12 South. I would think so. Yeah, maybe. Clemson. I'll bet Clemson's a runaway winner in their division. But you're right, I haven't looked them all up. Yeah. This is, this is crazy, man. More power to him if that's what he wants to do. I've got no problem doing with what he wants to do. It's his life. Do what you want to do with it. But this is, to me, this is more outrageous and more controversial than what Joe Williams did. Joe Williams retired, comes back, rushes for 335 yards in the Rose Bowl. Not the granddaddy, but the actual location. But not the granddaddy game. And then gets drafted in the NFL. That was a crazy story. But I think this one tops it. That is a freakish story. The Joe Williams story was, yes, that was... But to quit and then to rejoin a team, it's been done before. Not often, but it's been done before. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And here, to be saying all these right things and everything was fine and you're going through all the summer work so you put in all this time and then the night before you say no I have a business opportunity <laughs> what kind of I mean you're a businessman Snigs what do you do I mean because I know you've divested greatly Kalachis uh, <laughs> City Weekly Kalachis. all sorts of stuff Kalachis. that you've invested cash into what is Johnny Kalachi doing you fund very, various charities <laughs> not paying his taxes come on man you've done all this stuff you're a businessman Johnny you are a businessman <laughs> everybody knows that you've got various things going on it's a crazy story all right, tweet at us. I'm a David DJ James. We will talk with this, uh, talk about this with uh, Craig Bowlerjack coming up next. <laughs> Ross tweets at us. Yeah, one that pays him more money than playing college football. Ooh. Uh, see, I think Ross is being clever there. Oh, man, you saying they're getting paid? They don't get a dime. We've heard that for years. All right, DJ PK, tweet at us at David DJ James. Craig Bowlerjack's coming up next. Stay with us. <laughs> 